0: Hello and welcome to this installment of the All-New 52 Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Schremer, and with me as always is my uh, team member, Caleb Bunn.
1: That was a stretch. Howdy, howdy, (laughs) y'all.
0: The other ones have come so naturally, and this one, I was like, (laughs) it'll come, and it just didn't. We talk about comics on this podcast, from the new to the old to, yeah, the pretty new and the indie, as it were. We're talking about Radiant Black Volume 2 on Episode 78 of the podcast uh if you listen to last episode at the end we we talked about volume one of this with her friends over on committed critics on their show um so if you if you want to hear our thoughts about that go listen to that episode but we're getting into getting into more about it caleb quick re- recap for uh radiant black volume One.
1: Oh man i i don't remember like I remember the big gist, but reading this, I'm like big Wait. gist, big gist. Okay, uh, there's a, there. It's like two burnt out millennials. One of them gets superpowers from this thing called a radiant, which basically makes him a Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he ends up fighting one of the other radiants and getting knocked into a coma. So his best friend takes over, and it ends with. There are four radiants. And they are fighting some type of, I think, I think they think it's a robot. We yeah. get, it's an alien, yeah. right? Yeah. So it ends there. And that's where this picks up with the four Radiants who don't necessarily get along having to um, figure out a way to defeat this alien.
0: One of them, which is Radiant Red, who was involved in yeah, uh, Nathan, put- the first Radiant Black getting put into a coma. Yes. So, yeah, you know, tensions are high. And I think we were both like semi-interested. And where it was going. The, the rug pull of switching to another character as the main character it was fascinating to me.
1: You were much more on board with this than I, but Red was an interesting enough character to bring me on board. Mm-hmm. big problem I have with it is I don't like Marshall, who takes over for Nathan takes over the Radiant Black. Mm. Um, and, the, and the story. <laughs> yeah, and so I think that's what was kind of keeping me from like going back to this. Mm-hmm.
0: So this this volume, volume two, picks up right after that, and it's kind of just continuing this, continuing the story beats we had before of uh, Nathan's in a coma, and we're just figuring more about the Radiant Black. Yeah. Al- long, along with all the other Radiants. So we got a lot of people <laughs> who worked on this Roll call volume two, Tina. We got writer Kyle Higgins art by Mar Marcello Costa co-writers for chapters 11 and 12, Joe Clark and Megan Camarena guest, guest artists for chapter nine and chapter 12, Eduardo Ferragato and French Carlo Magno guest colorist for seven, eight, 10, 11, and 12. Natalia Marquez, Igor Monti and Mattia Lacano. Color assistant Sabrina Del Grasso for Chapter Ten. Letters by Becca Carey. Guest letter by Diego
1: Sanchez. <laughs> lots of lots of lots of people
0: there. are involved, and, in
1: and we went deep into the credit system.
0: <laughs> they listed them. I just kind of I was like, oh, I probably don't need to say who did the logo, but yeah, that's fine.
1: Um, yeah, lots of names on here. I mean, th-
0: they are pushing this. Image is pushing this pretty hard as like their superhero thing.
1: Yeah, and it makes sense, like, there are clear issues here that are supposed to be spinning off characters. Well, one clear issue here, one clear issue in the last bit we read. And so I assume that those, you know, those extra writers that they throw in here are are writing those books. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty ambitious. Yeah, I mean...
0: (laughs) They're giving it a name as the massive verse already. Like yeah. they're, they're, one, they're trying real hard to make this a thing.
1: Which is wild because like the history of Image starts out with superheroes like Spawn and Savage Dragons and Youngblood. Not all of those continue. Some of them change drastically.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When Invincible came out, that was Image trying to get back to superheroes and Invincible was the only one that was successful there.
0: And, and Invincible had a ton of spinoffs that did not work.
1: Yeah. And it was barely successful at first too, mm-hmm. and now they're kind of trying again. But it seems like people are ty- are like kind of tuning into Radiant Black. Yeah, like I mean they they're like
0: doing it. cool things where uh, I don't know if you scan the QR code in this one, they'll have like a QR code thing and it'll bring up like a like an ARG kind of thing where it goes to a different site. There was one, it brings up like a little animated short. Okay, that's like they're they're throwing their money at this,
1: which makes sense, I think. Because they're not bothering themselves with trying to reinvent anything. Mm -mm. These are all very familiar concepts, just remixed a little differently, which I'm sure we'll get into. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the art.
0: Because I think you said one of the strongest, I don't think you said this on the episode of the podcast, but just outside that, one of the strongest things about Radiant Black was the art in the first volume. Um, And I think that still holds true. And with, and you heard the name, the list of names are right off. They're they're switching out people pretty often. I don't think it's like affecting the flow of the book that much.
1: Well, I think there is a united vision of this being bold, vibrant colors Mm -hmm. and digital abstraction at points. Yeah. Uh, Especially near the beginning when they're fighting this robot. And And then,
0: and then towards the end with the, uh, oh, existence.
1: Yes. I love existence. It feels like, what Jack Kirby was doing with fantastic four back in the day, obviously wasn't around for it. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I wasn't picking up his collage work from the new, from the good old newsstand and having my mind blown, but like it feels very similar that they are trying to push boundaries. Not once again, I've seen these tricks used before, but I think radiant black is kind of coasting on. It's not bringing anything new to the table. It's just doing things well. Yes. Which I don't, you know, you can
0: I, I think there's a lot of um there's a lot of discourse, especially with like movies and stuff. But I probably probably with comics too, where you know, nothing original or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think there is merit to we're not that. We're not a boundary pusher, but we're just gonna try to do what we're doing good well.
1: Yeah, it's kind of you know, I keep making this Power Rangers comparison, which is kind of rich for me because I've know nothing about Power Rangers, but I feel like it is it is updating the Power Rangers to be adult. I mean, the Power Rangers don't need to be adult. No, but... they don't. But like, that's why this is a Power Rangers book. Yeah. This is why this is a Radiant Black book. Yeah. But that's kind of a central conceit. It's like, what if? And I think Kevin said this in our uh, original podcast with them. What if it was Power Rangers, but like, they were instead of teenagers, they were like burnt out, burnt you know? out millennials. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can kind of see that comparison. Power Rangers is such like a team-oriented thing, where I'm like, I don't really know that this applies here, because you know, the title of this volume is "team team up." I wouldn't call it a team up. It's more we're forced into a situation together, and we're dealing with each other.
1: Yeah, which actually is pretty in line with how most superhero teams form. Mm-hmm. But then it disappears. Yeah. He does. He does keep teaming up with Pink, but and he teams up with binary zero zero one whatever the thing is in in existence so i guess there is kind of a common theme of him teaming up with people but it definitely isn't the uh
0: the gathering of the squad yeah yeah the radiance gathering together as one unit we got really off topic from the art i like the art (laughs) oh very good best (laughs) um best part of the book. the only part where it falls apart for me and it's not necessarily falling apart where i get the discrepancy of it is Uh, I, I it's toward, it's towards the back half. I want to say around like uh 10 and 11 where you have one issue you're in the, it'd be, it'd be, yeah, it'd be like 10 and 12 because you're in the hospital with Nathan during his whole thing where, uh, they're taking him off life support and, uh, you, you're like, you're seeing his mom and his dad for the first time this trade. And then they look completely different when we get back to them later, like just in terms of style.
1: I I still recognize them. I've, I recognize them because especially we had the just dad. seen them yeah. yeah
0: but they there is a distinct like style change that happens um but that's the only real thing that bothered that bugged me about the art mm. I'm, I'm I'm I like how vibrant this is cuz it's, it's not like super bright either it's it's vi- like it's vibrant that's it, the word for it cuz it's muted colors well for everything con- else
1: it contrasts the brightness with blacks a lot mm-hmm. of the time like they're in they're in very dark environments but because they're very bright you know they they pop yeah
0: one of, one of my one of my critiques about the first thing was up until the very end was it felt like we were going through the motions mm-hmm. it wasn't doing anything to really set itself apart um and to an extent I still agree with that take but this made the twist they did in the first one make me care more about it because I start to like my Marshall a lot more throughout this one You pause, so I'm guessing you don't.
1: No, I um We'll get into Marshall later. Okay. I I do think though. I so I don't like Marshall still. Mm-hmm. Um, if that wasn't obvious. However, when we get to existence, which is the standout issue of this trade, I'm like. I'm rooting for him, mm-hmm. and that's saying a lot because, like, I'm not necessarily rooting for him when he's going up against the the robot. Yeah, but now, like, because it's a more personal thing, he's trying to get his friend back, and when he has his breakdown that he has in this, like, it is really well written. Um, and it it's, I don't know, it it's kind of this thing where I'm kind of like looking at, it, I'm like, if this happened in a Marvel book or a DC book, would I still be as Like struck by it. I don't think so because I think Image has really the creative team here because Image is just putting out the book. Yeah. But because they're working with an independent label, they have the ability to actually keep pushing this. And we can, like, this isn't just going to be Marshall. He's fine the next issue. Marshall's going to keep having this problem. And I think you see that, I mean, the trade ends pretty quickly after that. But I think you see that consistency throughout.
0: Yeah. I don't that Marshall felt like the annoying like side twerp to me in the first one and this one like he, he's it's not like he's undergone a complete personality change or anything. But he wasn't like distracting me where I was like trying to get invested in Nathan in the first one, but you had this like much louder personality over on the side where I'm like eh, stop it stop it. But this time he's the main character, the main uh force, so I guess I'm just less annoyed by him because he still does have an annoying personality where he's loud and cocky and stuff.
1: And I think they're aware of that. No, yeah, they definitely are. They are making these Radiants be very flawed people. <laughs>
0: oh yes. I like all the radiant powers and how they're shown. This, this is kind of like an art thing, but I don't like that. All their designs are like the exact same, but just with different colors, but the way they're incorporating their different powers makes me more excited when i see a new one because i'm like oh this is this is cool it's not a unique power by any means but it's like it's fun seeing them all come together in tandem
1: and they have like they can evolve their suits Yeah, it's just they're not there yet yeah so you see hints to that so maybe maybe as it progresses they get more differentiation because their helmets are different slightly slightly yeah but maybe like the further you get from the base design maybe they should have I don't know what yellow's power is. Do you remember? He can see the future.
0: He gets visions. Hmm. He brings that up at the very end.
1: Hmm. Well, I think, I think they could have done something maybe not with yellow, but maybe with pink or with red. When she uses her powers, she changes Mm -hmm. having that, like a visual, like their power somehow change the way they look to help distinguish them might solve the problem that they're all wearing the same costume. Yeah. Do you have anything? Uh, I think the pink uh, issue at the end is a pretty interesting, uh, interesting origin story. Mm-hmm. Very modern. She is a Twitch streamer. <laughs> um, but I think I think it handles things like burnout and, um, the attention that someone would get from being a Twitch streamer and all the pressure that would come on that. I think they handle that pretty well. It's um, it's certainly, I you know, it's one of those things where. I think there's a balance to be made about trying to be topical to get people involved.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring that up.
1: I think he, I think with Pink, they have, they are furthest on the side of they're bringing this up because it tells a good story. Um, you you know, it dips into that other side of the line occasionally, but
0: I really like the mini existence arc. Like you were saying, the existence itself is like the standout issue mm-hmm. was is chapter eleven or whatever, but just. Everything surrounding the the beginning, the middle, and the end. The beginning where they're taking Nathan off the off life support, and it's like, oh, I was not expecting this to like be a thing so soon. And then he has immediately afterwards where oh, he was gone for six weeks inside of existence, so you're having to deal with the fallout around that. I don't know. It's not it's not you no know, groundbreaking or anything, but I think it's just very well done. I we've had other books where we like go on and on about the positives and there's not really much for me to go on and on about here but it, it keeps me invested and in it's like I, hmm invested might not be the word intrigued to where I want to keep reading which a lot of other comics just cannot do
1: you're invested in the concept if not the characters yeah yeah yeah
0: it's you know the plots you know it's a little intriguing
1: I'm not you know, I'm not fully
0: on board but like they, there's like there's the hints of like ooh we're going somewhere and I hated the start of Invincible, and I loved it by like thirty issues in. Mm-hmm. So, if they're keeping me on board with as little intrigue as they are, when I had nothing with Invincible, yeah, I'm willing to give this like, uh, more, more, more of my time and money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So let's go into negatives because I, uh, I don't know what you got, but I feel like you, 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 you'll have a. Like a like a like a volcano, just kind of is going to be a lot that spills out.
1: Maybe I listen. Here's my thing on this: the positives and the negative section of our podcast don't always reflect how we feel about a comic. This is true. Some stuff just sticks out more. Yeah, with this, Ra- I, I think Radiant Black's a good comic. It's not for me, mm-hmm. um, and so I have a lot more to say in this section. But I would I would re- probably recommend this to someone who's looking. For a superhero comic, um, for me the biggest turnoff here, which could be maybe solved with one of the side stories that focuses on another radiant. But I still hate Marshall. <laughs> I I understand what they're doing here. Uh, Marshall's just not the archetype I'm gonna go to. He is a as a main is, character, especially. He is a pretentious gatekeeping film bro. And he's obnoxious in every extent. And the, the book is perfectly aware of that. That's exactly how it wants me to feel about him. But there's just so much I can take of that before I tune out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tuned out. Uh, I think, you know, maybe with a character like Pink, I'd be able to get more invested in that. But at the same time, I'm not really sure if I would be interested enough to like follow through to her own
0: book. Yeah. It's same with like The Red. Uh, issue where I was like, oh wait, are they doing more? And then I was like, oh, it's a spinoff. But it's a limited series. So do I do I care enough? Or like, like am I invested did this get me intrigued enough in the character to want to read her own book?
1: Well the thing about pink is I think the pink one sh- or the pink spinoff works so much as a one shot. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I'm not sure they really nail what they're doing with her in that story. I'm I don't see the seeds for like further development though or at least further development that warrants her own series when mm-hmm. she is such a, like, supporting character in this. Like, she's, she's, bl- she's Marshall's, like, go-to Radiant to hang out with.
0: Yeah. I really hate meta stuff in all forms of entertainment nowadays because everything's doing the winking at the audience kind of thing nowadays. And I, I, I think it's such a lazy way to either make a joke or just, like, excuse something that's that like the writers have noticed it's like mm, this is a little lazy so we're we're gonna make a joke about it. i'm like well that's lazier than just like having something because this book is already just like of lackluster but but decent like good even um and then you like to to bring on all the topical stuff where i'm like this is i i hate stuff getting dated so fast well it's, and especially in this like ever evolving like you know, the fastest technological growth that mankind has seen era that we're in. Like, I'm like, is, who's going who's gonna to mention this? in like,
1: like is Twitch going to be a thing in three years? Maybe, who knows? It's a very fine line for me because like when I read 80s New Mutants, I really like all the references to like like Magnum P.I. and Twin Peaks and stuff. I think that stuff's fun and it adds to the personality of the book. And I think you see that occasionally here. But then, you know, it is one of those things where the newer it is, maybe the more gimmicky it feels. Mm -hmm. Like gimmick turns to charm over time. So I think people in 20 years reading Radiant Black might be more forgiving of that kind of stuff. But I do think there are times when I'm like, okay, okay, you are maybe overcrowding this just a little
0: bit. And maybe I'm not even talking about like the longevity of. the book, or something, but like it's distracting, <laughs> and that's the worst thing is well, to get yeah. pulled out of a piece of media because they like it's just distracting you with, uh, whether it be like you know bad art or Best Buy being a thing that exists in there, it'd be the same if it was a Circuit City employee, like
1: <laughs> well, but but you know, going back to Claremont, he would put actual like news reporters in his stories, and the same thing with like actual presidents being put into comic books and yeah stuff. i think it can kind of work if you have a historical context for it in the modern day it feels a little pandering
0: we talked about this with new frontier a little bit too where I think,
1: oh uh, new frontier handles this much better no it does it does
0: <laughs> but we, we we dove into like the perspective kind of thing on it but i mean that, that's mainly talking about the pink story where they have a, they just throw a ton of modern stuff at you but Marshall's like constantly cracking jokes about like modern day stuff.
1: That's the stuff. All this stuff with Marshall bugs me more. At least with Pink, it's tied into who her character mm-hmm. is. Marshall is just like, oh, they're just making annoying references. Yeah,
0: that's that's my biggest complaint with because I've read further than the, than this uh, volume, where I'm like, man, they just. They really want to be topical and like have like the kids be like, I know that.
1: Well, it's, it's like the uh, it's like what uh, good old Rick Riordan did in Heroes of Olympus. I was I was going to
0: bring him up. He referenced Vine in one of his books. And by the time the book came out, Vine was dead.
1: Yeah, it was the he would he would sprinkle in the occasional thing here and there. That's very offhanded into Nico's like controlling his flying ship with Wii remotes.
0: Like, yeah, that was Leo.
1: Leo, yeah, not Nico. It's just there. there's one or two things that I think you're definitely taking a risk. But, but also, maybe some people read this and they're like, oh, cool. It's the world outside my window. Like, this is something that I see in the real world, so I connect to it with.
0: Yeah, I'm also not necessarily an advocate for. I, I personally, not in the sense that like, oh, media is like an escapist thing for me. Just the, I just I just I want it to be another world
1: <laughs> yeah. I think for me ultimately it comes down to is it does it impact the story and if so is it like revealing or distracting
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I think over time that changes but here at least it's 50 yeah. 50 sometimes sometimes it's revealing sometimes it's distracting well, oh, even
0: in even in parts where it works, like you were talking about with Pink, uh, like she just straight up talks about Stray. It's not even a thing. the The game Stray. It's not even a thing where they like do a play on words, like where they're like, "Oh my, uh, my Z Box One" or something like that. No, they're just straight up talking about a game that exists.
1: <laughs> yeah, my other problem with this is that I think if they're trying to build this into a universe, they don't have too much. To go. They they still have their mystery boxes around the radiance, and they have a lot of characters who speak cryptic about everything. Everything. Um, but when it comes to like the actual villains that and just the superheroes in general.
0: Yeah, I was gonna bring that up.
1: They're skimming over it.
0: There there's there's nothing. Like the foundation is not strong enough for how yeah. quickly they're trying to build this out.
1: Like, and if they're building out completely around the mythos of the robots, that's or not the ro- the radiance which mm-hmm. have robots in them. I'm just not sure how deep you can mine. You can mine that shaft. You know, does this
0: concept work for you? Like in in the current way they're doing it, do you think this would be suited better as like an animated television show instead of comic?
1: Because mm. my thing
0: is, I was like, I think this makes for a much better TV show than it does a comic.
1: That's that's very interesting. I don't watch enough T V to really like I barely watch TV. Yeah, 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 So I don't really know. I think, you know, they, they lean on the strengths of the medium really well here. And I think it would be kind of a shame to lose that. Like I don't think existence would make for as good of a yeah. T V episode. But could you make a good TV show out of Radiant Black? Probably. And I bet they're planning on it, right? Like I bet they have a deal already in the works. I I,
0: I wouldn't put it past what they're trying to do with this IP, but just, just the way it's paced and stuff. It, it doesn't feel like we're ever taking like huge, like leaps and bounds between issues and stuff. And like the pacing can feel a little off at points where I'm just like, this seems like an idea bigger than the medium that's currently in.
1: I think maybe it's just an idea that's bigger than a single protagonist. Yeah. And that's the problem. With launching your book, is you you gotta have a protagonist?
0: Yeah. So. Oh, well, now that like they tease at the end that it's like, are they switching back to Nathan? <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know if we can do, like, a swap.
1: Well, I mean, that I, works. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine they're giving Nathan some sort of connection to the Radiance, but Marshall will continue to be Radiant Black.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but if that's the case, man, I need to know. I need to understand more about. Him operating in the world that's radiant black, because you get you get a little bit of it here, but it's always it's always like sidelined by something else.
0: Well, because they do a thing like the public knows him and stuff. He's he's trying to strike up multimedia deals to make a little extra cash. Mm-hmm. But it's like how much time has passed? <laughs> it's it seems like a lot, but it doesn't
1: feel like it. I don't know. I I think so, it, but you do definitely need maybe some more you know, filling in of this well, because they're skimming
0: title. over the, the, just the general superhero yeah. stuff. So it doesn't feel like he's existed that long. You can actually
1: like, the funny thing is I, I, I agree with your criticism, but you can track in like they give you the days, the amount of days passing. Mm-hmm. And it like, so you could do the math and figure it out, but you know, I don't necessarily want to. Yeah. That's about all I got. Yeah. No, it. Ultimately, yeah, you know, this is a comic. While reading it, I'm like, yeah, good. I yeah, you know, my my the few criticisms I have, it may me seem like I had more than I think I do. I think they're kind of incidental. I think this is a strong foundation for uh image to continue this book and branch off into different It's still a series stuff.
0: very early in its creation. Like there's a lot of time for it to work out some kinks.
1: It's a mineable IP. Yeah. Um not one that I'm gonna stay invested in but I totally get why someone else would I'm going to
0: keep going with it you know uh, I'll give it we'll see we'll we'll see how long I actually give it I feel like uh, 36 issues is a pretty good mark that's three years of a comics existence Mm -hmm. so if it's on a normal monthly schedule so if it hasn't like gripped me and found like a strong footing by then that'd probably be the point where I'm like I'm, I'm out I can't keep going. Yeah. Especially with something like this, where it's like, it's going to be one continuous story.
1: It, yeah. But are, is it going to be like radiant black generations? Like are different people, like yeah. are they going to wrap up Marshall and Nathan's story and then pick up with someone else? Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, I,
0: I, I, I trust this creative team. They seem like they have a strong head on their shoulders and what they're doing.
1: I, you know, I'm, I will root from afar. Yeah. I won't get in the weeds with it, but if this succeeds, more power to him. Yeah. This doesn't seem aimless. Yeah. So. Any recommendations based off (sighs) this? Um, I mean, if you're wanting another indie
0: superhero, you don't go to Invincible. You go to Kyle Higgins' last book, Power Ranger, because I started reading that. It's pretty different, but it's got a lot of, his voice shines through equally as powerful in both of those. For differing reasons,
1: yeah. Um, I'm gonna jump to a different, uh, Robert Kirkman project and lean into the sci-fi thing. Hey, if you want sci-fi that has you know multiple character perspectives and at least I know where this one goes, spans a long period of time. Uh, check out Oblivion Song; it's pretty good. The one Kirkman thing I haven't read. Don't worry, you will.
0: Thought it would have happened a long time ago.
1: Not, yeah. The problem is, is I have a lot of uh you know i went through kind of a fallow period where i had nothing to give you i have a lot to give you now (laughs) well speaking
0: of that what are you going to give me let me go get it oh floppies
1: i don't have i have to dig for like the first two out of my long box real quick so (laughs) i'm only giving you the last two but we'll be reading all five of we ride titans okay vault comics yes we've read another vault comic before we read some oh yes yes yeah uh, no connection really to what this book is. It's the same publisher though. I like the covers. Yeah, it's uh, it's Max. It's very. Pers- oh, it's Max. Yeah, oh, it's, I'm on board. Max versus Kaiju. <laughs> I'm <so> on board. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I, I figure you'd like this one, or at cool. least I hope you do because you like Max. So I, you know. I love Max. Cool. Looking forward to this. Hey,
0: listener, if you've enjoyed your time here, please give us a five star rating on this episode, and. Well, not this episode. You know, the podcast in general. You can't rate individual episodes. Although, if you could, you could rate this one five stars on the podcast platform that you're currently listening to this on. And if you want to give us, I don't know, support, emotional support, or hate even, you can email us at allnew52podcasts at gmail.com. I will read and respond to both with equal um, passion. Passion. Yes. As passionate as you are, I will reflect that passion back towards you.
1: You'll match the energy. Yes. Keep that in mind. We'll be back next week with Rear Eye Titans. Bye.